Hallelujah. Amen. It's really great to have you here. What an amazing uh, midnight service we had on, on, uh, on uh, when was it, Friday night. Amen. And uh, we finished yesterday. Is that right? Amen. But it was really amazing and uh, it's really great to be here. Uh, really great to be here on this first Sunday of 2022. I think it's important. These things are important. These times are important in the presence of God. You know, you're not going to get worship in the presence of God like this anyway. I'll, I'll tell you right now. Amen. It's just incredible. And when you learn to hook into God, exercise yourself, things change. Amen. So the, 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 what I'm preaching this morning, I'm not giving you a message. I'm preaching the truth. Amen. Uh, is uh, break through the walls. Breakthrough. It's our year of breakthrough, 2022. Year of breakthrough. So you're going to hear me say that a lot. And I declare that you will say that a lot over your life. That this is my year of breakthrough. My business is breakthrough. My family is breakthrough. My finances have breakthrough. My health has breakthrough. Come on, say it. Declare it. Just say it over yourself right now. Whatever you need breakthrough in, just declare. This is my breakthrough. My year of breakthrough. Amen. Maybe it happens today. But something will shift in your life. When you begin to change what you say, what comes out of your mouth is important. Amen. And so, uh, you know, we, we, we have to break through walls. The title of what I'm preaching this morning is Breaking Through the Walls. Break through the walls. You know, the, the reality is this, that every one of us at times faces walls. We have walls. Walls that we've got to break through. Walls that we've got to jump over. There's break, we've got to break through the walls of doubt. Sometimes unbelief, fear, uncertainty, the, the walls of sin, the walls of lack, whatever it may be, there are times in our lives that we there are walls in front of us and God doesn't tell us to run from the wall but to go through the wall or to leap over the wall. And I'll show you from Scripture now how important this is because we always got to go back to Scripture. Amen. Because Scripture, scripture is what will change you. And so I said on our New Year's Eve service, Isaiah 60 is our word for this year. So get into Isaiah 60. Get into to it, prophesy it, declare it, pray it, read it until it becomes a reality in your life. But you know, the only thing that's going to give you breakthrough is when the Word of God resides in you so that you become a force to be reckoned with. So let's go to 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 1 to verse 5. And it says, And the sons of the prophets said to Elisha, See now the place where we dwell with you is too small for us. Please let us go to the Jordan and let every man take a beam from there and let us make there a place that we may dwell. So we answered, go. So they, what they're saying, look, we're going to have to go build something for us to live in. Then one said, please consent to go with your servants. And he answered, I will go. You know, one thing you have to learn to do is make a demand on the anointing. You know, many times people don't make a demand on the anointing. One thing they recognize is that Elisha was a prophet. And they made a demand on the anointing. You know, sometimes too, too often uh, uh, Christians don't understand the anointings upon certain people's lives and they never make the demand on that. Amen. So oftentimes our breakthrough doesn't come because we don't learn to connect to that. We think, well, it's just there, you know, a, a traditional concept of church. There's no such thing as traditional concept of church in the New Testament. All there is is men and women who are called of God, anointed of God, who function within the body, who, and, and we're going to learn to operate with the anointing for the breakthrough that God wants us to have. Somebody say amen. And so verse 4 says, So he went with them, and they came to the Jordan. They cut down trees. 
but verse 5. But as one was cutting down a tree, the iron axe head fell into the water, and he cried out and said, Alas, Master, for it was borrowed. Now, we understand that today we would probably just go buy another one. All right, but you understand that uh, Big W was not around or Bunnings was not around at that stage and the guy didn't have money and maybe it was a special axe that he had borrowed from someone. At least he had the responsibility and the understanding that I've got to get this back to the man or the woman that I borrowed this from. Somebody say amen. Amen. Just let me help you. If you borrow something, give it back. Okay. So, because uh, Christians are notorious for uh, believing, oh, God provided this, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so, so verse 6 says, so he drops the axe in the water, meaning he cannot work anymore. Meaning he cannot chop the, the, the trees down. He cannot build something. He cannot fashion that. And so sometimes we, we have these tools in our lives, but, but they, they often get dropped or we lose them or something happens. The reality is this, that you need tools to work with. You need spiritual tools to work with. And he says, it's gone. I've dropped it. And Elisha says to him, so the man of God said, where did it fall? And he showed him the place. So he cut off a stick, threw it in there, and he made the iron float. So that's the key. Where did it drop? So Elisha understands that he's gonna, there's a miracle going to happen here. But he says to the man, where did you drop it? And the man showed him, I dropped it there. And so oftentimes in our lives, we're going to ask ourselves, as I start this first Sunday of this year, and even though we had a great uh, uh, New Year's Eve service, I need to continue this to help us to negotiate this year, to navigate this year effectively. So I want to ask you this morning, where did you drop the ball? Where did it fall? Because sometimes we come into the year and we say, God, yes, it's a new year, hallelujah, whoopee-doo, great new year, but you still don't have your axe. Amen? So you cannot go back in time or try to change the past, but it is necessary to deal with the monkey on your back. Right? Now, now I remember there was an amazing advert, maybe I'll show it next week, uh, in, in South Africa when I was young because there was this amazing franchise called Chicken Licken. Man, that was good stuff. Chicken Licken. And, and the way the advert was, was there was this little monkey that was on the guy's back. And each day that he never had his chicken licken, the monkey would grow bigger. And the next day he would grow bigger and he's riding his bicycle to work and back and this monkey is growing bigger and bigger and bigger. And you see as he walks into the chicken licking store like a KFC, as he walks in there, there's this big monkey on his back. And, and as he orders and he takes that first bite, that monkey psh, disappears and pops off and goes and, and, and goes into oblivion. And you know, the truth is that, that we've got to learn to deal with the monkey on our back. So I'm not saying to you, uh, uh, you must buy, go buy some chicken licking. But what I am saying to you is that we need to find out where we drop the axe head. Amen. Find out, is there a trigger in your life? If a trigger in your life is social media, then deal with that accent. Amen. Because sometimes people uh, drop the accent in favor of something else. 
So they got this thing and they drop it because there's something else that has taken their time. Is there someone that you need to forgive? Where did you drop the accent? Is there someone you need to reconcile with? Is there something you promised to do for God, but you never? Where did you drop the accent? Is there something you said you would give to God, but you never? Or there, is there something that you said you would do for someone, but you never, and you never even apologized? Amen? Oh, don't talk about this, Pastor. Amen? So where did you drop the accent? Because we often got to go to that, because oftentimes we say, yes, it's a new year, and I have to teach you this. It's a new year, and we're believing for breakthrough. But oftentimes there are things that are still monkeys on our back. And so as much as it's a new year, if there's unforgiveness in your life, then get that monkey off your back. Amen. If you promise to do something and you never did it, that monkey's on your back. Get rid of it. Amen. Okay. Get rid of it. Just have that. Take the medicine, eat it. If you need to apologize, apologize. Oh, it's very quiet in this prosperitarian place. Right. Secondly, did you lose heart? So where did you drop the accent? Did you lose, did you lose heart? Did you become discouraged? Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 in the Passion Translation, he says, and don't allow yourselves to be weary and disheartened in planting good seeds. For the season of reaping the wonderful harvest you planted is coming. So the Bible tells us, don't get weary. Don't get weary. Amen. Don't lose heart. So have you lost heart? So you're here in a new year and you think, great, now the, the, the euphoria is over. All, all the bells and whistles, they're all finished and that's great. Now we're back to the 2nd of January already. But have you lost heart? So I want to help people to be healed this morning. Because we believe for a breakthrough 2022, but if you've lost heart and if you're carrying that over from the past and you've lost heart and you're discouraged, then right now God wants to help you and deal with you and remove that monkey off your back. So have you lost heart? The Bible says, do not grow weary while doing good. Don't allow yourself to be weary or disheartened in planting good seeds. Amen. And so he says in verse 10, take advantage of every opportunity to be a blessing to others, especially to our brothers and sisters in the family of God. In other words, don't lose your servant heart. You know, the truth is many times people become disheartened and in their disheartened, they stop sowing good seeds and they stop serving their brothers and sisters in Christ. You can never stop serving. No matter how lousy you feel, keep on serving. Keep on serving because eventually you will serve yourself out of that place of discouragement. Amen. Keep on sowing the good seeds. That's what the Bible's telling us. Keep on sowing the good seeds. Keep on doing what you're doing and eventually that thing will break. But don't stop what you're doing. Because too many people stop. Amen. God never told us to stop the Great Commission. He said, go and preach. Go into all the world. Amen. 
And the moment we stop is the moment we're allowing the, the, the discouragement to actually become the dominant factor in our lives and that monkey grows. Get back to the Word of God. Stay in the Word of God. Believe the Word of God. Prophesy the Word of God. Stand up and declare, this is my hero breakthrough. This is breakthrough 2022. I'm not backing off no matter how I feel. God is my source. I will not give up. I will not stop. I will keep on doing what God has told me to do. And I guarantee you, you will win in the end. But if you stop, you cannot win. Amen. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 in the Passion Translation. So he says, so don't lose your bold, courageous faith. For you are destined for a great reward. Say that, say that. Say, I will not lose my bold, courageous faith. For I am destined for a great reward. Amen. I want you to say it again. I will not lose my bold, courageous faith. For I am destined for a great reward. Come on, I, I'm gonna, you're gonna have to, I'm gonna feel you. I'm feeling you this morning. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, no matter how I feel, Pastor, I'm just not gonna say it in church. Amen. Come on, we're going to say it again. I want you to say it out loud because you need to hear you. You need to hear the Word of God coming out of your mouth. Amen. Say it. I will not lose my bold, courageous faith for I am destined for a great reward. Amen. I'm destined for a great reward. You are destined for a great reward. Hallelujah. Don't give it up for anybody. Don't give it up. It's your reward. It's your, it's your, it's your victory. It's your weapon that you have, your bold, courageous faith. Never lose your boldness. Amen. I don't care how I feel. My feelings come and go. But I tell you what, the faith of God resides in me. The bold faith of God resides in me. The, the courage of God resides in me. In actual fact, the lion of the tribe of Judah resides in me. And that's the one that's going to roar. That's the one that needs to roar. Amen. So I may feel tired at times. I may feel like I don't want to do this. But the lion of the tribe of Judah inside of me is bold and courageous. Amen. Hallelujah. It says, for you have need of endurance. Say endurance. Endurance. We know the word, the English word, the old English word for endurance is long suffering. So maybe you need long suffering with your husband. That's okay. Just keep on suffering long. <laughs> Amen. For you have need of endurance. Because if people learn to endure, you will overcome anything. Amen. I mean, I have a wonderful marriage. You know, we've been, we've been married for many years now. Not as long as Pastor Patrick and Judy, but, but, uh, but, but you know, the reality is this, is that there are times of endurance. Especially with my wife, she needs to have patience with me. You know, I'll be honest with you. Because, you know, men sometimes have no clue. I'm, I'm a rebel without a clue. Right? So, amen. But it's endurance. You need endurance. Long-suffering. And if you're prepared to have a bit of long-suffering, which is what this generation doesn't want to hear, whether you like it or not, 
Brother and sister, this is not a drive-through blessing. Amen. I, I will show you now. Amen. We're gonna, we, we, we have to sometimes endure. Not all the time. It's not like that all the time. We just have to endure and say, okay, I'm going to go through this. I've made up my mind. The problem is many people have not made up their mind. The issue about Christianity is called metanoia. The Greek word metanoia, which is the word we know as repent, simply what it means, it's a change of mind to go in the right direction. So once you've changed your mind, once you've repented of an old mindset, then you keep your mind steadfast and you say, I will not back down. I will not give up. Amen. Amen. Well, boss, I don't feel good. But that's okay. I don't feel good many days. Amen. Sometimes I go to gym and I don't feel good. <laughs> Amen. You know, and I know sometimes I rock into the gym here yeah, and like, and I, and I just have to put my face on my leg. I jump in there. Oh, I walk in there. Hey, I feel good. I don't feel good, but you know, I tell myself I feel good. All right. Sometimes you need to tell yourself you feel good. Tell your face that you feel good. Amen. You may not feel like it, but you know, when, 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 I, when I walk in there, that beast in me awakens. Right, Joe? Come on, that beast. And they think, oh, this 60-year-old guy, what can he do? No, that beast awakens in me. Amen. Because I will not back off. And you and I have to make a decision. We're not going to back off for anything. Amen. That's what this is about. Breakthrough. Hallelujah. It says you, have need, you need the strength of endurance to reveal. I love this. I love the Passion Translation in this. He says you need the strength of endurance to reveal the poetry of God's will. And then you can receive the promise in full. Isn't that amazing? The poetry of God's will. God has this amazing poem for your life. Not someone else's poem. It's this poetry that He writes on you because you have the strength of endurance. Amen. You know, frustration can cause you to lose your faith because you throw it away and become reckless and careless. Moses lost his destiny because he became frustrated. And instead of speaking to the rock, he struck the rock. And God said to him, Moses, I told you to speak to the rock, but because you did this in frustration and anger, you will not inherit the promised land. You will not go into the promised land. That's why frustration is something we have to be careful of because people in a moment of frustration give up their whole destiny. Do not give up your destiny because you are frustrated with the moment. Somebody say amen. This is good stuff. I'm preaching to you good stuff. This will help you. This will help many people because if you give in to that frustration at the moment because of how you feel or what somebody said or somebody did to you or, or you've gone through a scenario and, you, and, you, and you're frustrated and you lash out in your frustration, God says, enough. Amen. This is grace. <laughs> Amen. And you know, I, I think God knows our hearts, yes. I remember as, as a, the one church we had planted in, in Cape Town, CRC Church, 
I remember one day, uh, same as a, they, we were young, quite young then, whatever. I'm still young now anyway. But um, um, how old were I? I? must have been in my 30s. I remember sitting there like lamenting the fact because, you know, when you go plant a church, you know, nowadays there's a lot, a lot more money floating around. I mean, those years there was nothing. You know, when we went to plant churches with all of our CRC churches, we like went on a wing and a prayer. There's no such thing as having the little, little interest nights and interest parties and, and all the flyers and every, all, the, all the, 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 the marketing done and everything is done. You know, it's just none of that. Maybe we just rely too much on this nonsense. Because we need God's presence. Hmm? Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with marketing, but never let it replace the anointing. But I remember sitting there lamenting the fact that, man, I, we need money by tomorrow. And if I don't have this money, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if we'll pay our rent. This is how it was. This is really how it was. I remember just saying, you know, my wife said to me, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I, said, I said to her, Oh, I need money to pay the bills and there's no money. I have nothing, nothing. <laughs> she said to me, yeah, she said to me, God will provide. I looked at her and I said, yeah, but nobody phones God and asks him for the money. They ask me. You know, but, but the moment I said that, it's like as if God just laughed at me. And it's like in that moment, boom, something happened. I, you know, just, it's just, I just started to laugh about it because ultimately you say some things, but sometimes not in frustration. But sometimes when you say it, it actually reveals your heart. And either you get it right there, that moment I said to, as I said that, I heard myself saying that. And I said to God, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for that. And you know, here I am. Amen. Yeah, we are. Okay, you know, sometimes you go through a bad day, a bad moment, but don't let that moment define your life. Amen. Because somehow the next day we made it. Somehow the money came. Somehow the breakthrough came. Somehow, 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 somehow. If you just trust God, it will happen. Amen. But don't get mad with God. Don't get frustrated with people. Amen. So this is good stuff, right? So as we go into a year of breakthrough, this is important. Thirdly, pick up your promise. Because the prophet said, where? In verse 6, verse 7, uh, verse 6, he says, where did you drop it? And then verse 7, therefore he said, you know what the prophet said? Pick, pick it up yourself. <laughs> I think we need to say this to the young generation. <laughs> pick, up, pick up your own clothes. <laughs> Amen. Sorry, ladies, some of you got, uh, when you get married, you got something heading your way. <laughs> Just say to your husband, ladies, pick it up yourself. <laughs> Amen. It never happens anyway. Amen. I learned longer, pick up my own clothes. All right. I have about 100 pairs of shoes under my bed, but that's okay. All right. <laughs> but he says, he says, pick it up yourself. Pick it up yourself. Pick up the promise of God. So he reached out his hand and took it. Amen. 
Pick up the promise of God. I believe God's telling you to pick up your promise. No matter what your promise has been, you think, oh God, my promise hasn't come to pass. No, your promise will come to pass. Just pick it up. Maybe you dropped it somewhere. Maybe because of disillusionment. Maybe because of discouragement. Maybe because somebody said something and in that moment you, you lost your energy and your passion for it. It can happen because people say things and maybe not, not out of evil intent, but they say things, they joke around and in that moment discouragement comes your way and you drop your promise and you you think it's not going to happen for me, you drop your promise. Go and pick up your promise. Get to that place. You say, God, I allow that voice to drop for me and I drop my promise. I'm going to go and pick my promise back up again. Amen. Somebody say amen in this place. We pick up our promises. We do what God has told us to do. We get the promise of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20 in the New Living Translation says, for all the promises of God, say all the promises of God, even the promise of God to you, all the promises of God have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. Say a resounding yes. Amen. God is not a yes, no God. God does not say to you, if you read that passage, God said, He doesn't say, okay, yes. Okay, no, sorry. Uh, uh, no, no. Then He says yes. No, that's not the way God works. If God says yes, it means yes. Amen. If you've got a yes from God in your spirit, you don't give up on that yes. A lot of people have got a yes from God in their spirit, but somebody discouraged them and they drop that yes and they become discouraged. And I'm telling you now, go pick up that promise again. If you've got a yes from God, you say, God, we're going to do what you've called us to do. I will do what you've called us to do. I believe the promise of God. Amen. For this year, 2022. Come on, this is good preaching. This will help you. This will encourage you. This will strengthen you. This will give you fire to run the race that you need for this year in, in, in 2022. And he says, all the promises of God have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes and through Christ our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for His glory. You know what amen means? It just I know we say amen. I, you know, we say this as, as a bad, bad, um, sometimes a bad habit. You know, Pentecostals, we're very good at saying amen. Most people don't even know what amen means. Maybe, maybe you came to the church and you thought, man, this is a cool church. They were all saying, hey, man, instead of, hey, dude, hey, bro, hey, hey man, hey, man. <laughs> no, amen simply means yes, so be it. So when God says yes, you say yes. If God says yes, you say yes. Come on, if God says yes, you say Yes, you've got to say it. You've got to say it. You don't say, oh, well, God said yes. And so what do you say? Well, I just said nothing. No, say yes. Because the moment you say yes, there's a fire. There's this connection of heaven and earth. A lot of people have this heavenly vision, but they're too afraid to say yes. This is what I believe God said. Say yes, amen. Because that connects the heavenly vision to your earthly life. It's no point in all of it being up in heaven and none of it here on earth. God said yes, you say yes. You can say yeah. You can, although I, this has become a universal yes, yeah. That's like, no, it's like everywhere in Australia, even Australians and British and Irish and Scottish, everybody's saying yeah. <laughs> you don't believe me? Next time you say it, you'll see it. I'll, I'll, I'll point it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. 
So God says, yeah. You say, yeah. Yes. You say, yes. Get the no out of your life. Get the no out of your life. It's possible. All things are possible to him who believes. Get the no out of your life. This is possible. How's it going to work? I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea how anything's going to work. But all I know is if I have a vision from God and a yes from God, then I'm going to trust God. I have no idea. I have no idea how this would even work out. Coming here to Australia a few years back, I have no, I had no idea. But all I knew is I had a word from God. That's all. That's all. We just have a word from God. Us as a family. Here we come. Anything we've done for God has just been a word from God. Just That's all you need. You don't need anything else. But if you can keep on saying yes to God, Lord, I know there are many things that discourage me. There are many things that come to steal my dreams. But I'm not going to agree with that. I'm going to be somebody who dreams. What are the dream stealers in your life? Where have you dropped the exit in your life? Disappointment, heartache, tragedy. There are many things that can cause us to lose heart. But we have a choice in this year. And lastly, stir up your faith. Stir your faith and get in the game. Psalm 18. Psalm 18 is one of those incredible psalms. You'll actually see this psalm dispersed throughout the Bible in the Old Testament, Kings and Chronicles. You see this psalm. It's a psalm that God gave to David. The revelation that David has of God when he's facing Saul, when he's facing his enemies. It's in those moments that God gives you his word. And you will see in this psalm, if you get this psalm, you get how God works. And here's what he says in verse, we'll pick up from verse 28. He says, For you will light my lamp. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. Arise, shine. For by you, say by you, I. Uh, say by you, I. Amen. By you, I can run. Amen. You do the running, but by God, He will give you the strength. Amen. He says, by you, I can run against the troop. By my God, I can leap over a wall. Hallelujah. And listen, he's talking on practical terms. He's talking in the fact that he faced the enemy in the natural, that by the strength and the power of God, he was able to leap over a wall, to run against the enemy. So God was with him, but David had to do the fighting. Let's never get into the Christianity that says God will do everything, I'll just hang around and do nothing. Amen. If God's going to do something that you better get working for God, you better get moving for God. If you don't know what to do, then walk around, pray and declare and speak the Word of God. Just do something. Amen. Come on. But you've got to run against that wall and by my God, I can leap over a wall. This is how you break through the walls. He says, as for God, His way is perfect. The Word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust Him. For who is God except the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer 
and sets me on high places. Now, this is, there's so much revelation in this. It's incredible, which I can't go in now. He teaches my hands to make war so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. You know, if you think that living this Christian life, there's no war, it's war, brother and sister. And how long will the war last? Until Jesus comes back for you? Or until you, either He comes back the second time or, or you meet Him when you pass away? It's not every day's war, but this is how it is. People are fighting wars all the time. Not just in the natural. People find wars spiritually. People find wars with sickness, with, with, with uh, viruses, with infirmities, with, with all. It's, it's war. Do you think just standing, just sitting there that there's, there's elements not just in the natural, warring against your physical body? Amen. And David gets this, that we are in a war. It's like you fight for your children. You fight that your children have the best education. Amen. You don't just sit down and say, okay, God will do everything. You make sure they're walking in the right path. Now, I'm not saying you, you run out there with your, with your, your spear and your shield and your, 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 uh, your, your Uzi machine gun. That's not what I'm saying. But it's not a passive walk with God. And we thank God for the times of intimacy and, and, and the times we have of, of His glory and His presence. But one thing I do know is that when I'm having intimacy with God, He's impregnating me with something that, wants, that, that I can give birth to something to be that person that He wants me to be in the world. He says, you've given me the shield of your salvation. Your right hand has held me up. Your gentleness has made me great. You enlarged my path under me so that my feet did not slip. I love that. I'm telling you now, God is going to enlarge your path underneath you as you walk. You may not know the path this year. But as you walk, it's like God will enlarge your path. As you walk so that you don't slip. He says, I have pursued my enemies and overtaken them. Neither did I turn back until again, until they were destroyed. God says, don't give up. I have wounded them so they could not rise. They have fallen under my feet. <laughs> this is in the Bible. <laughs> There's nothing romantic about this. It's no passive. It's not, it's not, there's no, he's not a pacifist. Even the pacifists fight <laughs> to be pacifists. <laughs> Amen. Even the pacifists will, will storm uh, a military compound because they say they're pacifists. There's no breakthrough without a fight. 
But without God, you cannot fight. If God doesn't strengthen you, you're not going to fight. If you don't stay connected to His presence, if you don't just worship Him and love Him, it's like suddenly that fight is no longer a fight. You just know I'm going to have the victory. You just know that God is with you. God is for you. And I'm painting a good picture. Because with God at your side, all things are possible.